0: Tour, 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 tour junkies. Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf and Golf Betting Podcast. David Barnett here. This is a great episode. If you want to skip to the course breakdown and the picks, starts around the 20-minute mark. But before we get into that, we recap our thoughts on the PGA Championship, the status of Jenna Sims, Brooks Kepka's girlfriend, and our thoughts there, the New York fans, An incredible contest. I give a little rant because I'm sick and tired of a couple chirpers on Twitter. So I give you a little rant there. We tell you about our new Hank Lebiota interview that is upcoming. You're going to want to check that out. It's it's great stuff. You you really want to listen to that. We're going to get into our picks, the strategy around this golf tournament. There's a lot of agreement here in this one. Uh, And then the chunk and run is the best. Pat is going to read rap lyrics at the end of this podcast. It's going to be unbelievable uh it's really really good it does not disappoint this podcast brought to you by our friends at mybookie.ag if you've not already signed up for an account at mybookie.ag it is where we go to bet they take care of the people that sign up under tour junkies i'll tell you that so if you haven't already done so go to mybookie.ag use promo code tour junkies when you sign up get a deposit bonus of up to 50 percent. they will take care of you it's easy to deposit we've both made withdrawals Very simple, very good to do, Uh, and if you have any issues, email us, uh, slide up in our DMs. The people at MyBookie take great care of our listeners, and we trust them. That's where we make all our golf bets. It's the best place to bet on golf. So enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. Here you go. What's going on, Golf Addicts DB here? It is the Charles Schwab Challenge. Schwabby, 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 Schwabbers. Say that three times fast. Charles Schwab Challenge. Charles Schwab Challenge. Charles Schwab Challenge. Boom! I'm
1: impressed. Next, next, next Don't challenge. make me do that at the end of the show. <laughs> Actually, you might want to. Probably some.
0: Oh, We got something for you. We got something for you at the end of the show, Pat. We are, I believe, broadcasting live on YouTube yet again. We're trying this out again for the second week in a row. Uh, but hey, it's, it's, it's an exciting podcast we have tonight. We're going to break down all the action. We're also going to Uh, have a fantastic chunk and run segment tonight that i am really really looking forward to pat is going to read rap lyrics and he is he does not know the song and he uh, has no idea what's coming i guarantee you he's never heard the song that he'll be reading tonight hopefully we're on planet tito's by the time that happens and uh this should be a lot of fun pat are you looking forward to it
1: yeah i heard about this uh through twitter that's that's how i heard about it um but yeah, I'm interested. So, like, am I supposed to just read it? Like, I think it should be wrapped, or is literally is it just yes. like me yes. reading? Like you, you hear, uh, you know, Morgan Freeman reading some sort of you know funny. Let's whatever. not
0: let's not let's not disgrace Morgan Freeman that way. No, you're gonna read it in the cadence that you believe. This rap song was uh, was meant to be was meant to be said. I just can't wait. I almost, I just so, like, continue.
1: I don't get any music. Like, you're not even going to tell me what no. the beat is kind of like? or okay. <laughs> Listen, I've heard you rap with a beat, and if I gave you the beat, it wouldn't matter. It yeah, that's me. true. Uh,
0: it's that's also, true. It has a lot to do with the cadence, you know, the style of the rapper. You're a good old southern boy. You know, the you, you, Georgia boys, you tend to rap a little slower. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. The PGA Championship was last week. Uh, at lovely Beth Page Black, the second major of the year. Brooks Kepka. Absolutely dominating, except for about a 30-minute window on the back nine on Sunday. But you know, it is what it is. Brooks is ready to, to win majors. That's about all he's ready to do um, when he's not hammering Jenna. Um, he's ready to win majors, and that was that was very evident. And you know, it, it was an interesting week. I loved the PGA being at this time of year. I loved Bethpage as a course. I felt like it played a little more difficult than most PGA championships have in years past. So it was good to see some struggle out there for a major championship. Uh, Brooks made it look easy for the first few days, but all in all, you know, pretty happy with it. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a good it was a good tournament, man. Any any thoughts from you? Now we whiffed on the chalk bomb. Chalk bomb wasn't great. Um, you know, I really have a, a few takeaways. I think Jenna's status is up in the air. I, I just feel like if you went back and did a little, you know, a little investigative reporting, right? Mm-hmm. And you went back to the first U.S. Open that Brooks won, which I believe was Aaron Hills, right? That was his first U.S. Open, and you saw the action, the camera action that Jenna was getting after, like post-victory there, as opposed to this one. Uh, it, and, and then let's go again at the at the next U.S. Open, which was at Shinnecock, I think, last year. Yeah, Shinnecock. And then the PGA last year to now, there's been a transition. I am going to go ahead and put this out there. I am guessing that Jenna is not a long-term, not a long-term dime on the arm of Brooks Kepka. I, I think she's on the way out. Her status is waning. He refused to. to to give her some, some some PDA on a couple of occasions um, and it just looked a little colder to me mm-hmm. with Brooks and Jenna. Now, now they're going to post their social media pics doing their thing and whatnot and I get it. I'm just saying I'm just saying if you read the tea leaves, um, it looks like Jenna's on the way out. I think her status is in question.
1: Yeah, I agree. I was talking to a buddy of mine today. We were talking about just the tournament and everything in general, just kind of Monday morning quarterbacking and He said 12 months. I think it's more like by the end of the year. I think it's done Yeah. Okay. I just don't see it. You know, that was a very awkward exchange pre-round yesterday that got caught and went all over social media. And then afterwards, obviously somebody could tell, somebody obviously told her that it was all over the place because it was a very contrived, make sure the camera is catching me, laying a big fat one on him. And it was just like there wasn't a whole lot of excitement like when he like I don't know man if I want a major I'm grabbing my girl and I mean you know now I'm not like you know sticking my tongue down her throat right there but I mean I'm having a Thank like, God. like if there's some excitement that we want to I've won a major and I love this girl and you know, there's some there's some love there whatever you just I just didn't feel it didn't feel the love and uh, I feel like she's she's gonna be out of here now we're probably going to get a picture, an Instagram photo of them down in the Bahamas with you know both half naked, you know here in the next week or so. But yep. uh, and hey, look, Jenna, I you know I'm good with Jenna. I like she wore she wore the Ryder Cup T-shirt on Instagram. So that, that we she made. Did. So I mean our Ryder
0: Cup T-shirt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, I, nothing but love for. Her. I just don't think she's lasting very long. As far as the tournament itself. Whenever Brooks wins, it's extremely boring. It's like, this was the complete opposite of the Masters. Like, in the very end, like, the very end of the Masters, I watched 50 times at least. Over and over and over again. Just loved it. Now, it was a special moment. It's probably one of the biggest we've had in golf in, you know, maybe ever. But this was the complete opposite. Just the complete opposite. Hardly any emotion out of Brooks other than a, you know, a fist pump or whatever, but just kind of I don't know he barely even gave it you know, like I don't know he kind of gave his dad like a half hug and whatever else but it just wasn't you know overall he dominated it it was it was great but I, I did like seeing DJ come you know make it make it a little bit of a tournament um, I, th- I think you know what though Jordan Spieth showed me something in this tournament he showed me that his game is coming around on a course that really did not fit him all of that well, and it, he showed that his ball striking is definitely there, his putting is there. If you look at his putting stats, by the way, we'll get into this later. He's yeah. he is number one on tour over his last 12 rounds when it comes to putting, and the yeah. guy and he was gained 10 strokes on the field when it came to putting yeah. last week. So you can't yeah. you can't say that Jordan can't putt right now, but. I thought, I thought that was interesting. Um, other than that, I, I agree with you. I like that it played so tough. I thought it would. I thought it would play more like a U.S. Open, and it did. Um, so, whatever. Bethpage is a great, great venue. The fans, I will say, I just, I, I, I am excited to go there for the Ryder Cup because I think it's, you know, you should get rowdy at a Ryder Cup. But it was, there was some annoying shit if i got to say it, at that tournament. Just not a whole lot of reverence for the game of golf at all. Zero.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of the yelling guy and the, like, let me try to yell before everybody else so that I can be heard guy or let me try to yell at this moment where, you know, nobody else is yelling so I can be heard guy. I'm really not a fan of that. Um, But New York's a zoo. I mean, it's just a zoo. If you listen to us from New York, we appreciate it. You're probably a great individual, but – New York is a freaking zoo. When you go there for any sporting event, that's what it is. That's how it is. It's
1: It just is what it is, man. Yeah, I, I, I think, the, I'm not hating on the people of New York in that area. That, I mean, look, I'm just saying. It's just. Yeah, the golf fans. The are, golf fans just. It's not the best. It's just different. They're not the best. It's just different. It's I, I
0: got to. Um, the Ryder Cup there is going to be. I mean, you and I have been to the last two Ryder Cups. I mean, it was lit at Hazeltine in Minnesota. And I can't imagine what it's going to look like at Page.
1: I can't um, wait to go. We are going. The, the, the players
0: go. that are drafted by the European Tour, that are picked and selected by the European poor, Tour, better pack, better pack their big boy britches. That's what <laughs> yes. I do. They, they need to have their phones re- taken from out of their possession or all social media apps deleted because they are going to get it on the course, off the course, the whole week. If they don't have thick skin, oh, my Lord in heaven, it's going to be... You know what? What? How old will Ian Poulter be? What's that, like five years from now, six years from now? Best page, 2020,
1: 2024?
0: 2024, yeah. So five years from yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, like Ian Poulter could be in his 50s, and it doesn't matter. You need to you need to pick Ian Poulter for Beth Page. He'll show up. My man will show up. He'll yeah. bring it. Sergio, like that. <laughs> the veterans will need to be in play. Um, but anyway, that's enough of that. The coverage was kind of lame. The new, the new, uh, some of the new tricks CBS was trying to pull were terrible. The app was awful. We say it every t- every year. People just copy the Masters app. We don't need to get into all that. It's I don't want to spend too much time on that. Um, uh, real quick though, I did I did look at this today. Over under on how many career majors Brooks is looking to win is currently at seven and a half. He's twenty nine years old. Pat, would you
1: take the over or the under? Uh, I'd probably take the over because I think he can. I think he can take this run for the next at least five years and get four more double his total. I think it's a good. I think it's a
0: good number. I do think the numbers good. The, yeah, I would take the over as well. Um, we do this, you know. It, it, you start to feel like this every time somebody goes on a run like this, where, where you just feel like they're not beatable, and they are because it's still golf. But um, yeah, I think I, I think I have to take the. Uh, I think I'd have to take the over just barely. Um, I do want to remind everybody of the contest we announced last week. You know, we we're getting hate on Twitter about this contest, by the way. But one guy, one guy tweeted us about like having to spend some time on this dumb contest to try to drive people to market for us. I'm like, okay, what? Can I just,
1: can I just have a little DB rant here, real quick? Oh, I got I something to say on this too, but I think it's probably I, the same I, thing. I just, I just want to have a little DB rant.
0: Look at explain to you guys something like we love doing this this is a fantastic thing that we get to do but mother i work full-time at another job as does patrick and we got two wives three kids or five kids between us one one wife each (laughs) we 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 do a lot of stuff for tj that we enjoy doing okay again we enjoy doing we try to make a little bit of money on this thing just a little bit of money we don't make enough money for one of us to quit and do this. We don't. We don't make enough money for one of us to quit and do this. We don't make enough money to buy this private jet that I got in my screen over here somewhere. You know, like <laughs> we don't make
1: enough money we, to buy the a seat in that private jet.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, we we don't. We ain't, I, uh, it, this is not a major major enterprise. But I will tell you this: a little bit of cheddar goes a long way. It and. and 80% of the money we have ever made on Tour Junkies has gone right back into Tour Junkies like making it better. So, dude, on Twitter that wants to that wants to chirp because we are willing to pay for someone to fly to Augusta, put them up in a super nice place, pay for their meals, and let them play Champions Retreat, which is a nice freaking golf course all because they give us a little pub and you want to piss and moan about that on Twitter and come at us but on that on Twitter like I, that blew my freaking mind man like get i don't I don't I don't understand I don't understand these people like it it I know that people that, that there's always that no matter what you do or how you do it there's always going to be people who come at you on on the internet cuz that's just the internet i get that but there are sometimes, and this is one of them, where I'm still shocked. Even though I know that it's coming, even though that I, I expect it, I am still shocked that with something like this, this contest, some idiot wants to come at us because we're having people do guerrilla marketing or or you know what we're we're coercing. You ain't got to do crap. You don't have to do this. You don't have to participate in this contest. Listen, we may get very limited participation. There, there may not be but one person that does this. So far, there's been a couple social media accounts posted. We've had some people ask for our logo so they can put it on some stuff. That's all fine and good. If nobody does this, somebody's gonna get it, and it, and it, and we'll look at each other and go, you know what? That was kind of a bust. Maybe we don't, maybe we don't do that again. We didn't get the, we didn't get the momentum that we wanted. But we're trying to grow this thing and make some noise and have some people that enjoy us tell some people about it and get creative and in turn treat them really well for it, which we don't have to do. We're not begging you for nothing. And and I got I got people chirping, man. Ah, oh, piss me off to no end.
1: <laughs> I knew that was going to piss you off. The the part of it of, of that chirp as you say was the the fact that we're, you know, we're about the free marketing or, and I'm sitting there thinking, "Wait a second. Okay, we said that we're paying for a flight. We're paying for golf. Paying for hotel. Whatever else." What yeah. what about that is free? What what about that is free? Yeah. I mean that's not free. So it's not like we're uh, getting it. I mean that whatever. I'm with you. I too. guess
0: I could tell, I guess I could. We could scrounge up two two grand and put it on Facebook ads or something, and just <laughs> not let the listeners be involved. Um, anyway, the contest. If you missed it, is a good one. The winner we are gonna pick, and they're gonna be flown to Augusta, Georgia, put up. And we're going to take care of your food and your golf. You're going to be my guest at Champions Retreat Golf Club in Augusta, Georgia on October 18th for our one day member guest tournament. And it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a really fun one. Champions Retreat host site of the first two rounds of the Augusta National Women's Amateur that you just watched this past April. Lovely golf course. All you got to do is share the TJ gospel in a super creative way. Get loud, market. Market the podcast, tell a lot of people about it, find a way to get creative and document it. You got to document it. You got a video of it, something like that to prove to us what you did. Again, I said we've got a couple people that started some social media accounts. If you want to you know pay for a, a jet to, or an airplane to fly a banner over the beach or a golf tournament, that'd be cool. Get on do something on the jumbotron. If you got connections somewhere, Uh, You want to go to a PGA Tour event and do something that does not involve you screaming like a New York fan at Beth Page? We're all for it. Knock it out. Get creative. If you have any questions, DM us on Twitter, Instagram, or you can email us, info at com. That's a great contest. Pat, anything else to add on the contest? I'll
1: just say, I mean, you mentioned, like, you know, you talk about, like... the Jumbotron or whatever, maybe a like let's just say a Yankees game. I'm sure there's some money involved huh. in that. But you know what? If you could find a way to do something like that, but use a connection. Make it free. So don't don't make it yeah. cost you anything. That actually that that looks yeah. better when I'm looking at this than than anything Heck Yeah, else. call like, in a favor. Yeah. You call in a Work favor it. and do something like that. Yeah. That is impressive. Agree. So um And I, by the way, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing during this whole thing. I could either I could be playing or I could just be riding in a cart, getting hammered, heckling whoever this is the entire time. And you, mostly, I'll be heckling you mostly. Whoever you play with should be okay.
0: Yes. Well, Pat, uh, it is time. I've got a great announcement, too. We just had a player interview, and I'm excited. It's going to be released later this week. Hank Lebiota came on the Tour Junkies podcast. You're going to want to check that out. Probably drop that on Thursday or so. Uh, Hank was a fantastic interview, probably about a 35-minute t- uh, interview we got with Hank. Gave us a lot of good material, great dude, really funny, really open, easy interview. So cue up the Hank Lebiota interview, like I said, probably dropping Thursday or Friday. That should be a good one. Other than that, Pat, I am ready to get into the course re- the course breakdown and uh, the Charles Schwab challenge and all the picks. You ready, buddy?
1: Yeah, we don't have an ad read here.
0: Well, you want to do an ad read? No, I, mean we should. I just felt like we no, should. No, you know, hey, actually, let's do that, too, because I, I think we got another chirp that talked about ads, that talked about how we had, like, four ads on the show last week. Let me, let me just say this, too. Again, back to the whole, like, money thing, right? Like, that's how we make money, by the way, uh, is the ads. And we've said this before. We try not to pick. We try not to do ads that we think you guys would not like or would not be interested in. And, you know, most people on the interwebs would tell you that for every 10 minutes of your podcast, you should do one ad. If that were the case, last week, we would have had nine ads, okay, but we try not to do that. So pump the freaking brakes. By the way, you know, uh, most of our partners are long-term partners that we have great relationships with. And it's cool stuff. (laughs) It's really cool That provides you essential tools to do this whole betting and DFS thing quite well. So shut the up, Okay. Uh, but now it is time for an ad read. Uh, and, Pat, it's all about your nutsack. So, you know, we talked about our nutsacks last week. We always love talking about our nutsacks. They're the perfect bag for you to carry every single day. They're made in the USA. High-quality materials, people. High-quality craftsmanship. And American-made. That's right, American-made. Uh, American labor. American wax canvas. Whatever that means. American leather. American, I mean, American- sacks american That means American cows gave their American lives to make these American bags to go on your American shoulder. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If that's not American... I mean, Toby Keith would buy one of these bags mañana if he could. But I don't know that he knows about them. They have a lifetime guarantee, a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you get it and you're like, you know what? This nutsack just doesn't feel right. I think I want another one. Uh, By the way, if you're wondering what is this nutsack you guys speak of, it is a rugged bag you could easily beat the crap out of. You know, men carry a lot of things. Sunglasses, keys, wallet, uh, you know, um, maybe um, creams if you have a rash or something. Like, men carry a lot of things. AirPods now, me and Pat. A computer. A computer. Maybe it's an overnight trip. You need a nice duffel. And Nutsack makes incredibly solid, good-looking, masculine bags. Me and Pat both have one. uh, A Nutsack that holds our laptops, actually. Uh, and right now, our friends at NutSack are offering listeners five dollars off their first purchase. They're just saying, "Hey, give it a shot. Thirty-day guarantee. Beer on us. Get a get a nice get a nice beer on us. Five dollars off your purchase uh, if you if you visit NutSack.com. Now that is N-U-T-S-A-C dot com. N-U-T-S-A-C com. And you got to use you got you got to use the promo code Tour Junkies. All right, all one word. Promo code Tour Junkies at N U T S A C dot com to get that five dollars off. Give Nutsack.com com a look. They're it's a really good product, really good product. Hank Hank Lebiota notification brought to you by our nutsack. Freaking
1: Pat. love nutsack. All right, Pat. Okay. What about this up? golf
0: course? I love this course. It's one of my favorite courses in the I
1: absolutely love it. I think it's just a great old classic course. So here we are at the Charles Schwab Challenge in Fort Worth, Texas. Great town, by the way. And at Colonial Country Club. By the way, I thought this tournament didn't have a sponsor. I don't, I don't know when Charles Schwab came in there. but uh.
0: Last year it did not. It was the Fort Worth Invitational last yeah, year. Yeah, okay.
1: So anyway. Uh, Colonial Country Club, great old fashioned course. Par 70, 7,209 yards. So we're definitely shorter this week. We're playing a little bit different than we did uh, at Beth Page. Uh, which means a lot more players are gonna be uh, you know have a chance to win this tournament, I think. We got Bentgrass Greens, Bermuda Fairways Rough and Around the Greens. Uh, This course, as you will typically hear year in and year out, it definitely favors your accurate drivers. Also guys that can kind of work the ball both ways off the tee. I do think bombers, though, you know, they always have an advantage. But there's a lot of uh, doglegs where they can just basically cut corners, bomb it out there. They're going to have short irons into these greens, um, which are very small. Very small greens, some of the smallest on tour. Not, as far as the complex of the greens, they're not really that undulating. They're, they're pretty flat. They're, they're, they they're usually kinda of slope from front front to back. If this is definitely one of those strategic golf courses um, that you gotta think your way around. You don't always have to hit driver off the tee. So you're gonna see some, some uh, less than driver there. As far as the par fives, you got two par fives here. First hole in the course is one they're gonna attack. It's only playing at 565 yards. But then the other par five on the back, which is number 11, I believe, is 635 yards. So you're not gonna see a whole lot of uh, folks hitting that one in two. You got four par threes here, all of them relatively long, all playing 190 yards plus. And uh, so I I think those are gonna be difficult as well. And the thing to look for, as always in Texas, is gonna be the wind. That is something that we typically see pick up In the state of Texas, and from what I looked at uh, earlier today, it's going to be windy. It's going to be windy. It's going to be beautiful weather, by the way, but it is going to be windy, so that's something to think about. This is also a limited field. There are 122 players in this field, and the top 70 are going to make it. So I think uh, that is something to look at. As far as stats are concerned, uh, we're looking at form. We're looking at history, as always, driving accuracy for me. I looked at opportunities gained, so a scoring stat. Are these guys scoring? And then proximity from inside 100 yards I think is something that's going to be interesting because these guys should have a lot of shorter irons. Actually, I looked at 100 to 125 yards. Um, and then scrambling. With small greens, I always look at scrambling. I think if you, know, you you got guys that are going to miss some of these greens, what are they doing when they do miss it? So uh, past champions, Justin Rose last year. Our boy Kiz in 2017. Uh, If you're watching us, by the way, on our new whatever this is that we're showing live, David is wearing his Who Lit the Kiz shirt, which I almost wore, which would have been incredible if I had done the same thing, because I hardly ever wear that shirt. Uh, You got Jordan Spieth in 2016, Chris Kirk in 2015, and Adam Scott in 2014. So, one thing to notice also, Zach Johnson, who is in the field, has won here twice in 2012 and 2010. David will surely have him as his cash play. So, <laughs> there you go. That is the course breakdown for Colonial Country Club Charles
0: Schwab Challenge. And a wonderful course breakdown it was, buddy. Um, I'm right there with you. I don't have anything else to say. I do think the wind is a big deal. Uh, you know, in terms of stats, I'm going, I'm going opportunities gained, which you mentioned, courtesy of our friends at Fantasy National Golf Club. Uh, we love Fantasy National. Tons of people won money. Tons of, peop- tons of money won by tons of people last week that were members at FantasyNational.com. I saw a ton of tweets going out. Uh, if you've not already joined Fantasy National, then you're probably not going to join because we've been talking about it every single week this entire time. And we're going to keep talking about it because we love it. It is the only stat engine that we use on the interwebs. If you go to fantasynational.com TJ, that's fantasynational.com TJ, you get a 20% off on the membership weekly, monthly, or annually. We love those guys. Let's do it. Uh, but I'm going with opportunities gained, which we mentioned. I'm going with strokes gained approach, kind of the same. You know, speaks a little bit. Some of the same kind of guys pop. I definitely agree with your strokes gained around the green and scrambling metrics uh, given the small greens. And then I looked at fairways gained, which is another proprietary fantasynational.com stat. And I like it better because it's comparing it's comparing the accuracy of guys versus the fields that they're playing in on the courses that they're playing on, whether they're tight courses or not. So I like the fairways gained number. Uh, so that's what I'm looking at. However, honestly, man, I, I don't think this is a big stat week for me. Um, I, I'm not really weighing the stats all that heavily. I do think Colonial is a course that fits a, a certain type of golfer. You mentioned them. Um, you cannot overpower this course, even though you see a lot of you, you see a lot of quotes from a lot of players through the years that talk about how tough this this place is to overpower. Um, so you mentioned accuracy. I just think you need consistent ball strikers, especially if the wind gets up. You need guys who are going to Hit it on the hitties every single time um, in the wind. That's important. It can get up and down. I think ownership's a big deal. You got 122 guys in this field. It's an invitational event. 122 guys, top 70 and ties make the cut. You're gonna have a high percentage of six of six if you're playing DFS. Um, so if you want an edge on the field, ownership's a big deal. As a, as as most, you know, a higher percentage of players is gonna make the cut this week. So I think ownership's a huge deal if we're talking GPPs, and I'm going to take that into consideration. And I'm going to get a little. I'm going to get. I think this is a very much dud deployment week. You know, hashtag dud deployment strategy. I'm going to pick a couple of really low guys, and I'm going to I'm going to pound up top with a few studs. I'm not going balanced this week. I don't I don't. I'm going to grab some guys in this top tier. Um, I just think it's one of those weeks. I got more guys making the cut. I like having as many of these top tier guys as possible. So, that's that's what I'm looking at, buddy. You ready to get into the picks?
1: Yeah, let's go.
0: Whoo! Here we go! Bow, 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 bow. Uh, all right, nine K and above, three GPPs, one cash lock, and a fade, Pat. Um, I'll I'll start. You want me to start? Uh, okay, good. I will. By all means. I am going to I'm going to start uh, at the top with uh, little John Rahm. Your boy last week missed the cut by a shot at Bethpage. Very disappointing. But I like that coming into this week. Hopefully it knocks him down a bit. I like that he's expensive, 11-2. He's going to run some people off at the price. Doesn't check the box in fairways game, but that's okay. He can club down. He knows what to do. Uh, but he does check the box in strokes gained approach. He's third in this field in opportunities gained. And he's played here twice. Last year with a, a fifth place finish, and in 2017, a runner up finish. John Rahm likes his place. I love his ability to hit the ball in the center of the club face in windy conditions. I bet he's ticked after that miscut. Uh, and so I like pairing John Rahm and a couple other studs here above 9K uh, so that I can go down to that dud deployment strategy. So I'm going John Rahm. Then I'm going to drop down, and I'm going to go to Paul Casey, the guy who finished, uh, didn't play here last year, finished 10th in 2017. I like Paul Casey, man. He, he is the number one guy when you look at these stats that I talked about. He's the number one guy for me when you put them all together. He's fourth in fairways gained. He's fourth in opportunities gained, seventh in strokes gained approach, and 20th in strokes gained around the green at $9,300 on DraftKings. Also like him if you're going to bet him outright. I, I think I, I think it's a decent, a, a decent move to bet him outright. Played really well at the PGA. Struck his balls off at the PGA. Five and a half strokes gained off the tee. Three strokes gained on approach. He lost three on the putting greens, which is terrible. Uh, The week before, he was just as dialed in from tee to green at the Wells Fargo and and better with the putter and finished fourth. I think Paul Casey is a fantastic play here. I would lock him in in GPPs or cash, although he's not officially my cash play. I'm going to play him in GPPs. Don't care the ownership. And finally, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go with a little uh, a little Francesco Molinari. I said I like to load up the top. I'm going Molinari. A little disappointed in the T48 finish, but you know, and and he has no history here to speak of at Fort Worth, but or at Colonial. But you just look at the the kind of player he is. This is obviously a place that should suit Molinari very very well. Um, So I I think it's a no-brainer. And I told you I like loading up at the top. So I'm going to go with those three guys. My cash play is going to be Kevin Kisner. Kis loves this place. He absolutely loves Colonial. He, he this course is circled on the calendar every single year. He's a he's a a winner here 2 years ago. Don't care about the miscut at Beth Page. Look, he said Beth Page was going to be a terrible week for him. He said he was going to be trunk slamming on Friday. It was too long for him. Now he comes to Colonial. He's got to be itching to get to an event where he doesn't have to hit at 350 11 yards. So I think Kiz is a great play. I'll save my fade and hear your picks. What you got?
1: Well, I don't have a lot of disagreement here. I mean, I, I, I will say I don't have Molinari is as one of my GPP plays, but I do like it. I like that call. Um, I'll go ahead and say that Rom was one of my guys as well. Um, I don't think he, I don't think he mentioned he was one of my guys as a tournament play. I don't think he mentioned his history here, but. He has a T5 and a T2. I did
0: mention it. You 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 checked out. I you did have
1: check it. out. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to find something else because uh, I, you know yeah I'm, I was totally with you on ROM. Um, also kids i'm with you there i have him as a gpp play though also uh and cash so like you said this is a guy he loves a course he's mentioned before that this is a course like if he had to compare it to something it'd be palmetto which is his home course and in, in aiken now look as far as distance is concerned palmetto is shir- certainly a lot shorter but it's the same type course as as he sees at colonial and i like that he grew up on palmetto and he, you know, if 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 the guy says that he's played there before, or, you know, it, it ends up being like his home course. Hey, I'm going to play him. So I like his, um, you know, if you're throwing out stats, like you said, but he actually has some decent stats here and the history to back it up. Jordan Spieth, why would you not? Why would you not take him? Now he's probably going to get an ownership bump from where he finished last week at the PGA. I think that's something I'm gonna look at on Fanshare because everybody loves to play some Jordan, especially when they get just a little inkling of some uh, some form from him. But when you look at it, like I mentioned when we, when we first started the show, I mean, he gained 10 strokes on the field putting. Last week was the first time since literally the genesis back in February where he gained strokes off the tee. Uh, now look, his accuracy is still not there, and you will see that when the stats come up. But, as you mentioned, David, you're not as not as big on the stats here. So, I, look, I, I think Jordan is certainly worth a play. I liked his confidence. I saw him, you know, literally when he finished up, made a little par or whatever at the end of the PGA Championship to finish where he did, top five. He was confident. He gave a little fist pump. He wasn't going to win the tournament, but, look, if you can still get Jordan Spieth slightly lower owned than you should be, and you know what, I know that price is probably – I think you're probably thinking, oh, uh, the price is too high. I don't. I'm going to take them. So I like Jordan Spieth and GPPs this week. Uh, as far as the fades, though, I feel like we're going to have the same guy. I feel like we have – Who's your fade? Guy. My fade's going to be Bryson DeChambeau. I just don't – I'm not a big fan. Hasn't fared well here in the past. He's played here three times. He's missed a cut twice. He had a T-42 last year. Um, You know, missed a cut last week. He does check a few boxes for me, but I don't know. Bryson's just one of those players that is so hot and cold, and when he gets on a streak, I I, I definitely think you play him. But we just haven't really seen all that much from him lately. Um, You know, he's missed two straight cuts. He missed the cut at the RBC Heritage, which, by the way, I think – Hilton Head and, and you know, Town is a, is a very comparable course uh, to what we have this week as far as being able to work the ball off the tee, not having to hit drivers, things like that. He missed the cut there. So, I mean, yeah, he had a good finish, at, I guess, the top 30 of the Masters. But I think Bryson DeChambeau, I'm going to fade this week until I see a little bit of, uh, you know, a spark from him. Well, I'm going to fade a guy who's
0: 112th in fairways gained, 69th in strokes gained approach, 90th in opportunities gained, and 50th in strokes gained around the greens over the last 24 rounds. Uh, and a guy who is uh, way too expensive considering those numbers. Everything I
1: just said you would do. And, I knew you were going to fade and a guy,
0: Spieth. And a guy who, like you said, everyone's itching to play all of a sudden because he just finished third at the PGA, Jordan Spieth. Um, Yes, he did finally get into the positive on strokes gained off the tee since the Genesis with a whopping .7 strokes gained off the tee. Still uh, couldn't do anything with his irons and gained, like you said, 10.5 strokes putting, 10.5 strokes putting, which is a
1: butt-ton of strokes putting gained. But that's yes, a trend. That's a that is, a, yes, that the, is that's a trend, not just last week. I mean, he's you're right, number you're one right in the, the field. The putter in putting, is
0: back. You're right, the putter is back. That's enough to get him making cuts. That's enough to maybe get him finished in top 25. But it ain't enough for me to pay for the third highest guy. He finished top five last week. He finished top five last
1: week. I, I know. I, and I get And he's on a course that he's He's, he's not going to gain ten and a half half. He's from Texas, by the way. He's played this course extremely well in the past. This is, you know, if you're going to. If you're going to say earlier you're throwing stats out the window, but then try to use stats. I didn't at, say
0: I'm throwing them out the window. You said, said you're said not big on them. Heavily.
1: But then you're going to go and then you're going to say, well, but I'm going to focus – I'm going to zero in on stats when it comes to Jordan Spieth. That – I don't know. I, you're you're kind of talking out of both sides of your mouth there, David.
0: Well, I'm not talking out of both sides of my mouth. Uh, I said I would wait. You're, you're putting words in my mouth like a like a, like a a politician or something. Um, yeah, I – I said I would weigh them less, but I do think ownership's a big deal. As always, value's a big deal. I think it's the third highest priced guy in this field, I
1: don't want to jump on the Jordan train right now that everybody else is ready to jump I on. I think that's the argument, by the way, I can get behind. If I'm listening to us right now, I can get behind the ownership, the, not the ownership, but the, the price. I, I get you there. But everything
0: else, so a little, a little concession here, a little concession. I'll, con- I mean, I'll the, concede that the stats that. are supplemental. The stats are supplemental here. They are terrible. He is not. He has not been good off the tee. He has not been accurate off the tee whatsoever. And and you have to have that here more than anything. That's like the most important thing at Colonial is being in the fairway. The most important. Number number one.
1: But I think you could argue more
0: important than it was
1: last week at Bethpage. But I think well, look, he didn't do it all that well at Bethpage. But look what he did. Yeah, he's not going to gain ten and a half strokes again. He's not putting he, though. That's that's I'm talking, about – but he still was know, hitting putting, his irons that well. That again. He was hitting his irons well, hitting long irons well for sure. Because he's not, I mean, and he's not even gonna have I mean, to have not. And you know what? He doesn't even have to hit his driver here.
0: He didn't have to. He hit was his driver. field average. He was field average from on strokes gained approach last week. So if he's still field average this week, he's not going to put. He's not going to gain ten strokes putting. Let's say he gains six, which is still ridiculous. Like. For for a guy to gain six strokes putting on a week to week on the PJ Tour is, is not easy to do. Let's just say he gained six, but he still can't hit a fairway. I I, I think he's done. Okay. Anyway, that's my fade. Uh, Pat, I need to go make a quick refill. Uh, if you could hit me with the uh, if you hit me with the set the the eight K real quick, I'll I'll be uh, I'll be right back. Just stall, just stall. Yeah.
1: No, nah, well, we, oh, whoops! This is not stalling. This is just me going into the 8K range. So, yeah, yes, we'll for the AK range, we're gonna give you two GPPs, one cash and one fade, and I'm gonna start with my two GPP plays this week, and one of them is gonna be Emiliano Grio at eight thousand seven hundred look here's a guy also by the way I liked him last week I don't think I mentioned him on the show because it kind of he kind of popped a little bit later in the week but he has improved lately as far as you know every single week he's been he's been popping he's got good recent form he was 23rd last week at the PGA that's after shooting freaking 76 I think in the first round 77 but improved over the weekend ended up t23 was T-33 at the Heritage. You know, a guy is in good recent form, also has great history here. He was third here last year, T-24 the year before that, 2017. So three straight years he's made the cut um, since 2016. As far as the stats are concerned, I love that as well. I mean, you look at, you know, everything from fairways gained, which David mentioned is one that he likes. He's top 20 in the field there. He's third in ball striking. He's 26 in the field in proximity from 100 to 125 yards out. Eighth in strokes gained approach, and then eighth off the tee. So I think Brillo is a great play in that 8,700 range. I like him. He will be one of my GPP plays. Also, Chez Revi, the Chesical, as DB likes to say, just pops always on courses like this. Especially, He's a proximity guy. He's a guy that's that's always hitting it close to the field as a matter of fact he is number five in the field when it comes to proximity from 100 and 125 yards out also number one in the field in fairways gained so def- definitely accurate off the tee and you know i mean opportunities gained top 50 in the field top 35 in strokes gained approach in great recent form i mean this is a guy that always seems nobody ever seems to pick this guy but you look at his last three events, he's finished in the top 30. He was T28 at the Heritage. I mentioned that was a very comparable course. T18 at the Wells Fargo, very difficult course. And then T14 last week at the PGA Championship. He's not the longest guy, but he still finished top 15 there at Bethpage. I think that says a lot. So I like some Ches Revy there. Looking at my cash play, you know, you could probably say Chez. I'd be okay with you fitting Chez Revy in there as far as a cash play. But I really like our boy Joel Damon here at 8,200 in cash. You know, just in great recent form, making cuts week in and week out. Made a cut in his first PGA Championship last week. Look at the stats, 15th in fairways gained. He's eighth in ball striking, eighth in opportunities gained. He's 10th in strokes gained approach. Joel Damon is just, I mean, look, he's a friend of the podcast. His caddy's a friend of the podcast. But we're not just—I'm not just picking them because of that. The guy just week in and week out is extremely solid. I am incredibly comf- comfortable, especially on a course like this, with playing some Joel Damon and cash. So there you go, David. I've given him my two GPP plays since you're finally back. It took you forever, what, um, and then I've given him my cash play, but I have not given them my fade yet.
0: What were your two GPP plays? I missed—I got Shez, and what was the other one?
1: Chaz and Emiliano Grio. Grillo, Grio. I never, I, I don't know, whatever. Gotcha, alright, um, yeah, thanks for accommodating
0: there, um, I did get a nice little refill, podcast juice is important, especially on a night like tonight,
1: You got a great You know, you're terrible at that, by the way, I have everything right beside me, I have I can't, a refill I, area, I, uh, I mean, I, like, I have one computer here to my right, my main computer in front of me, and then the refill, the bar area to my left. And it's all there together. Like I don't have to leave my seat. Was that a was that
0: like a was that a computer flex you just did? Like you just got two computers, you're just flexing on everybody. You got two screens. We can't all have two screens, buddy. No, I'm sorry. I was more I'm working flexing of on
1: the, the fact that I had the bar beside me.
0: Well, I don't have the bar beside me. Um, here's let me tell you let me let me tell you what I did. I went I went for two guys. This is where my GPP ownership leverage is going to kick in. I'm going with two guys who are quite accurate. Uh, and two guys who aren't in bad form when you look at it. I'm going Matthew Fitzpatrick, <laughs> no history here, and I'm going Kevin Na at uh,
1: at the bottom of the 8K range. Uh, this I is like very unlikely, by the way, because I like both I like those guys too. But I, I if you, had, there was no way I thought you would be taking those two guys. No.
0: I mean, Kevin Na in four attempts over the last five years has gained 19 strokes uh, at this golf tournament. Uh, Fitzpatrick played really good on the weekend for the PGA Championship. I like the way that looks for him. And not nah, didn't play very well for the PGA Championship, but I wouldn't expect him to. I didn't expect Matthew Fitzpatrick to. You know, you can't really – I think that's a mistake some people can make is if you if you were just looking at results last week and you're afraid to take somebody that missed the cut or whatever, like this is a totally different kind of venue to me. Um, so I think you got to dig deep. I think you got to dig deep into why something like that may have happened. So – I like both of those guys from the GPP leverage standpoint. And then like you, man, my cash play is Joel Damon. I think this is a great spot for him. He checks all the boxes. 15th in fairways gained, 10th in strokes gained approach, 10th in opportunities gained. Um, The only thing he can't do, poor Joel. I mean, and and if he were on here, we'd tell him. He can't scramble to save his daggum life. He's a terrible chipper. Uh, But when when your iron play is top 10 in the field in every category, you don't have to worry about scrambling a whole lot. So, good for Joel. You know what? I, I think this is a breakout event for Joel. I think, I think Joel Damon could win. I think this could be the the maiden victory for I Joel. Agree. Damon. I agree. I would agree. love to see it happen. I am a little, imp- I am a little partial to Joel. Um, love the guy. He's been so close. He's playing a ton of golf. That's the only thing that worries me. He's playing so much golf.
1: Yeah. Um, that was literally the only he's thing playing that, a lot of golf. Yeah. Yeah. That I thought about when but, I was taking.
0: I I love the stats on him. I love the I love the odds on him ac- across a few of the books I've looked at. Um, I, I think you bet him outright. I think you play him on, in DFS as a cash play or a GPP play, whatever you want to do. But he's my cash. My my fade here is Rory Sabatini. Um, now now Rory's got s- some good history. He either misses the cut or top twenties. He top twenty last year. Um, but I'm just I, I I'm. 8,800 for Rory Sabatini, and I know everybody moves up in a weak field like this. Everybody gets priced up a little bit, uh, and he has been playing exceptional golf. I mean, his last three events, he's played very, very well. Um, but I, I would rather be off of him the week that he that he finally comes back down to earth and plays like Rory Sabatini is supposed to play, than stay on him when he's 8,800. I just don't. We, we haven't been paying 8,800 for Rory Sabatini. And I'm not really ready to at this point. The the uh, the dude is liable to, you know, erupt or eject at any moment. So uh, Sabatini's the fade.
1: Is it my turn for a fade? Yep. Oh, I'm fading Ryan Palmer. Uh, you know, I know, he's got
0: Texas connections and all oh, that. Oh, but guys. he wait a minute, Pat. He's a Texas guy and he's a member here. I
1: don't care. I don't care. I just don't but see it. But he's a member, Pat. He's a he's a member. So what? <laughs> I don't care. I'm not going to play him.
0: I played just, Brian Palmer a couple weeks ago, and he paid off, but I'm out on this one. He's too inconsistent.
1: Yeah, he's so
0: inconsistent.
1: I, I just I, I just can't You think play. he'll have a little ownership bump, I, I wonder? I think he will. I think he will. But you know what? I mean... It's not like... I mean, he does have a couple top tens here. Top fives, actually, in the last five years. But he's also missed a cut and finished T70 in 2017. So, it's not like he's... You know, I don't know. I have a... The thing with the whole membership and whatever, it's like it's like Webb at, at Quail Hollow. I mean, he's, he kind of has mixed results there. You never know when it's going to pop. I think it's the same here. I mean, yeah. you know, Palmer's... Or the, it's like me at Champions. Yeah. But nobody really cares about that. Um, but you know, I mean, driving accuracy—he's in the middle of the field. He's awful scrambling lately. Um, I don't know. Hasn't been good. in opportunities gained. I mean, every everything Ryan Palmer just—it's just too inconsistent. I think he's going to have the ownership boost, like you said. I'm going to be fading him. Uh, so there you go. Now let's get to the seven K range. Kind of, I I want you to start this range because. I'll see what you just did there. You just kind of strong armed me there. I did because I'm all over the place with this range. I just, I have a hard, I had a hard time with this one, so I need, I need you to. Uh, well, I was pick kind of hoping you could start because
0: I was in the same boat. Um, all right, so you know, last year we decided on this podcast that we would make ourselves land on, you know, a set number of players per price range on DraftKings, so that we weren't naming everybody if we weren't doing that and we were back in the old days i would be naming uh six seven seven people right now uh yeah. in the 7k range probably, it's been really tough be. to narrow this down um so know this i think i will say this i think there's a lot of value in the 7k on draft kings i think even on the betting market the names that are down here i think there's a lot of value in these names um and, and so I, I'm going to like a, a fair amount of them. If you want to DM us or check out the Chalk Bomb on Wednesday night or uh, whatever, comment if you're watching the YouTube video. We'll try to answer those. Uh, for right now, I'm going to name the ones that are the lowest priced because I talked about my strategy this week. I like stacking up the guys in the 9K and, to, and, and above range. So I'm going to give you the lowest priced 7K guys that I like. Um but I will start. I will start with my my cash play. His name is Zach Johnson. Uh, that is that is <laughs> that's my cash play. I I, just, I, I, don't know I told you knows. all. He's I don't care. He's won here twice. Um, he is checking the boxes in approach. He checks the box in scrambling. He checks the box in uh, fairways gained. He played. I can't believe he made the cut at the PGA. Um, I just think seventy nine. You're paying $8,800 not not you because we both kind of agreed to fade, but if you pay $8,800 for Rory wrist tattoo Sabatini and you won't pay $7,900 in a cash lineup for cut-making, Iowa corn-grinding Zach Johnson, you're ill. So I think it's a clear <laughs> cash play. Um, but if I go down to the bottom of the 7K range, I'm going to start with Corey Connors. on DFS on DraftKings, $7,200, accurate guy. How about this? In the last 24 rounds, he is number one in two categories, approach and opportunities gained, which are similar categories. Basically, Corey Connors, if he's in the fairway, the man is as deadly as anyone in this field. He's now a proven PGA Tour winner. This is a weaker field event at a course that suits him better than the course he won on a couple weeks ago. At $7,200, I think that's immense value. For Cody Connors, uh, so I really like I really like Connors there. Um, I think a lot of people are gonna are gonna be on this next guy, and I'll, I'll go ahead and say he's a fade for me, and that's Danny Lee. And I think a good pivot is Jim Furyk right above him at seventy-three hundred dollars. Jim is arguably the most box-checking son of a gun that that I have found uh, from tee to green. Extremely accurate. Doesn't have a great history here, which to me kind of surprises me. But I think that's why he's 7300 I think that's why he's going to be a little lower owned than uh, th- than you may have expected. So I'm going Furick. And then finally, I'm going to go Russell Knox uh, at $7,400. Knox, on the other hand, has a great history here. Gained 14 strokes in only three attempts over the last five years. Checking all the boxes. Accurate off the tee. Iron play has been really solid lately. Uh, so I'm liking Russell Knox at $7,400. So I'm going, I'm going Connors, Furick. And Knox, as my lower-priced GPP plays, ZJ is my cash lock.
1: Wow. Okay. A lot to take in there. Um, whew. Um, so, first off, I'll say Zach Johnson was also my cash play. Um, mm. I, I kind of made fun of you when all two of the courts breakdown. What?! But I agree. I, I, well, I knew it was going to be my cash play, so that's why I said I, I made fun of you. But, yeah, I, I think you're totally right. If you're going to play, pay up for a guy like Rory Sabatini um, and not play somebody like Zach and Cash, whatever. I, know, I can't I can't understand that. So I'm with you I, there. I
0: convinced you in that moment, didn't I? I convinced you in that moment. You were on the fence, and I convinced you. In that no, moment. he's
1: written down. I can, sh- I can show you. I okay. mean, you can see the screen. Show,
0: show, show me. So... so you That's too close. See. I can't see any of that. Plus, it's chicken Cash. Spread. I literally can't see it. Hang on. Still. Cash, Zach, where my finger is. If Put I your finger it. in front of the camera hole. There, there, there you go.
1: Okay, okay. All right, there you go. So, Cash, Zach Johnson, with you there. Um, not with you on Danny Lee, though. I think he is a good GPP player. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I that. don't think the ownership is going to be... like. Just Why not? Had, Everybody saw him playing so he good. He had one good round. He had one good round, but he didn't really do all that. I mean, it wasn't like, yeah. I mean, he just people happened to see him last week, but I don't. I don't think the everyday player is uh, is going to be all over him. I mean, he finished t thirty six, so it wasn't like he was there at the end. Um, and this is just a course he's played well on. I mean, he's gained thirty one strokes on the field his last five events. He's got two top tens. He hasn't finished worse than t38 in 2014 he was top 15 last year danny lee also by the way if you like he's a guy that i tend to just look at week in and week out i don't know why he he, there's certain courses i think he just last week no i didn't look at him last week but he is and he's not very accurate off the tee he never has been he kind of sprays it a little bit but he plays well in this course So, I like Danny Lee at 7,300. I think he could be a good tournament play. Now, if he is getting a lot of talk when we're looking at sites like Fanshare, I'd probably be off of him, but I still think he's going to be low on it. I just don't see Danny Lee being, you know, a guy that everybody's on. Up at the top here, I like Brant Snedeker, you know, at 7,900. A guy that has been solid all year. I mean, he was T-16 at this tournament last year. He's made five straight cuts here. He's made... I think, 13 of 15 cuts on tour. He's also, so he's only missed two cuts all year. Check the box and scrambling, also in strokes gained approach. Sneds is a guy that I, I think is just a solid play right there at 7,900. So uh, I'm, I'm going to play him in GPPs. Also, Charlie Hoffman at 7,600. You know, it's just – I don't wanna, I agree. He's just a guy that's just extreme. He was one of the guys that I had written down. I like Hoffman here. Yeah, I mean, just solid – all the way around he's not gonna you know he's not gonna be you know he's not always that accurate off the tee but he's definitely a great ball striker checks of oxen proximity also an opportunities gain he's top 20 in the field top 25 in strokes gained approach so i love some charlie hoffman um now i'll switch over to my two fades um which this was tough this was tough for me but I'm going to go with two guys here, one being Graham McDowell, somebody who we've seen play well lately. I feel like he's gotten a, a – I don't know. I mean, this is probably a course that fits him. But he doesn't, he's not really doing everything great. He is in the top 50 in the field, barely, in fairways gained. Um, but he's 100th in ball striking. He's 95th in proximity from 100 to 125 yards. He's 108th in opportunities gained, 92nd in strokes gained approach. The guy's just not really doing anything that great other than he is playing okay. And I feel like, you know, he's gotten a little bit of uh, an ownership boost just of just based off some recent form, and people might think this is a good course fit for him. But I, I'm not really seeing it for Graham McDowell. I'm not, just not seeing it. So he will be a fade. And then also Johnny Vegas, guy that has been Ugh. everybody's love this year. Everybody loves him. Ugh. But you look at the history here, it just doesn't do well you know he's t53 in 2015 missed the cut two straight years in 16 and 17 73rd last year so really nothing to uh i don't know be be, hang your hat on when you look at driving accuracy 60th in the field you know 119th in proximity johnny just
0: killed me last week oh
1: yeah the guy just I love Johnny Vegas, and I, by the way, I don't think you play him in majors. I just don't like playing him in majors. I don't like it, and I think everybody loves him this year. And he's had a great he, look. He's been good. This has been a good year for him, but I think he's going to be too highly owned. You know, you look
0: at—he I, I ain't going to be highly owned. He ain't going to be highly owned. He freaking—he's almost DFL last week, but yeah, well, I he missed a cut favorite. last week. But he's but. yeah, he was terrible. He's like plus twelve. Yeah, but he's been popular all year because of. He has, but he's not going to be popular. He's not. I, Either I, I'm way, I'm fading. Him. I'm typically a Johnny Vegas soothsayer. You know, Johnny V won me a bunch of money at the Honda at 100 to one as a first round leader bet. I know you were on that too, but man, I missed him last week. He he freaking screwed me. Um, my fades are going to be Daniel Berger. Uh, I think. You know, it's 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 recency bias is basically what we're talking about. Berger, everybody saw him last week. Okay, yay, Daniel Berger, he's doing good. That course is way more set up for Daniel Berger and his length and the way he likes to play golf than this place is. He's but he a finished terrible seventy
1: first sp- last week. This is what I'm talking well, about. Like yeah, he people, he, see, he ca- people see people see Yeah, but he caught the tail
0: end golf. he caught the tail end of Sunday and that weather was terrible on Sunday. I mean he was in one of the last groups over the weekend. I mean he played pretty good. I mean, but, but Beth Page was brutal late on Sunday. Um, but he, he got a lot of TV time. Dana Berger got more TV time than Rory, and Rory top ten.
1: No, I'm with you. I mean, I, I look, I saw we, I saw that he had some good moments, but I'm just saying it's yeah, not. Anyway, not, not I'm like, fading him. A guy
0: that I'm fading that I, I, I have been on this year, and he's paid off. He's a guy that loves to play well in Texas. He's an Aussie, Matt Jones at 7,400. I think he's going to be talked up because he does play well in Texas, but doesn't have a great record here. Uh, he's not. This is not the course for him. He is. He is not an accurate off the tee guy. He takes advantage with his distance. He scores well on par fives. The par fives are not that scoreable here at, at Colonial. Uh, he's not checking those boxes there. And and yeah, the course history is pretty poor in the last five years, with uh, his best finish being a forty-fifth. So I think Matt Jones is another fade. And yeah, I'm out yeah, on I'm Danny like Lee too. I, I I think Lee Lee does have a good record here, but I think the uh, he's he's it's. I'm
1: not buying. I'm not if buying. I like a, if I got like a, if I got somewhere around like a five or six percent on Danny Lee, I would love it. Love it. Well, I guess we we'll
0: have to check that come uh, come Wednesday night, as we always do with FanShare Sports. That was a nice little, uh, nice little tee up you gave me there, Pat. FanshareSports.com is the place we go to check the GPP ownership. We had tons, a ton of leverage last week in GPPs thanks to FanShare. Didn't really work because people like Johnny Vegas and Bubba Watson screwed me over, but. That's on me. That's that's on me. It's not on Fanshare. All Fanshare does is they listen to the podcast and the YouTube videos and they read the tweets and they read the articles, and they say, here are all the guys that are being talked up by the touts. And, um, yeah, and then, and they tell you who's going to be popular, and they give you some nice ownership projections and other tools, lineup builders, etc. It's a very inexpensive uh, membership to have. You can join weekly, monthly, or annually. Just Just dip your toe in the water, okay? Just try a weekly membership. You know, just see if you like it. Use promo code TOURJUNKIES when you join. Get 20% off the membership. It's like the cost of an IPA, okay, for the weekly. Just give it a shot. See what you think. Uh, promo code Junkies at Fansharesports.com. Love those guys. They've been good to us for a long time. Really good dudes. And working constantly to improve their products. So the price you pay now is where you get in, and they're always improving their product, and we love that about them. And they actually care about uh, this little world we live in that likes to bet on golf. So... Good times. All right, Pat, let's let's wrap it up here. We're in the 6K range. It's time to get going. Uh, any, any guys that you like
1: here in the 6K? Just some flyers. Hit us with some flyers. So I don't have a, a whole lot here, and I don't think I'll dip too much down here, but a couple guys that I like, and I'll start with Michael Thompson at 6,800. Look, the reason I... I like him is because he just tends to show up on courses like this where distance is not a factor, where you got to hit fairways, which he's top 20 in the field in and, and fairways gained, and you got to hit greens, and you got to be good at scrambling. He's top 30 in scrambling, and he's just been solid here when he when he, it comes to playing this course in the past. He's just he's just sort of that steady player that I like on courses like this. You know, looking at the last Four times he's played. He's missed a cup once, but he had a top ten in 2014. Was T32 last year? Um, I'd be fine with a T32 out of a guy at 6800. And you know what? He's in good form on a like you know. You look at at the uh, at the RBC Heritage in Hilton Head. He was top ten there. So I think Michael Thompson is just a good sort of solid 6800. dollars I mean, I'm I'm good with playing a guy like that. And then now this is this is definitely deep but I think worth a flyer especially in GPPs and that is Doug Gim at 6,700. Mm, I like it he's not getting a whole lot of starts you know he's just he's taking advantage of the ones that he is getting though he was t12 just a couple weeks ago at the Bauer and Nelson Classic and he's checking boxes I mean he's 14th in the field and driving yeah. accuracy or fairways gained. 17th around the green, second in proximity, by the way, 100 to 125 yards. Now, there's not a whole lot of as many measured rounds as you get with some of these other guys. But, look, I mean, the guy, he's scoring, yeah. he's checking the box and opportunities gained. So I think Doug Gim at 6,700 is definitely worth a flyer in your in your GPP plays this week.
0: Well, I love the Gim play, had him written down. Um, I'll just run through this quickly. I like Kevin Strillman. I think Strelman at 6,900 makes a lot of sense here. He's got good upside, a a T-18 finish in 2017, checking a lot of boxes right now, hits a lot of fairways, pretty good iron play, and he's been in pretty good form. I mean, a sixth at the Heritage, which we've talked about being a comp course a couple weeks ago, a sixth at the Valero. I think Strelman's going to be probably a chalky 6K play, but a solid one nonetheless. Also right there at 6,900, K.H. Lee, and um, I like his number. Another really accurate player. Um, doesn't have a you know a history here to speak of, but uh, you know has, has played pretty decent. And then last, last but not least, Augusta boy, Von Taylor. I like Von Taylor a good bit. He's got a pretty good record here. He's gained almost nine strokes in the last three years playing this tournament. He's 11th in fairways gained, 30th in opportunities gained. Um, and he's been playing really well. I mean, he finished 17th at the Byron Nelson in Texas a couple weeks ago, 13th at the Wells Fargo before that. So I think Vaughn Taylor is a nice play as well. But I also agree with your Doug Gim play. That wraps up the picks. Good stuff, Pat. Let's uh, let's transition to uh, our one and done. You ready for that?
1: Uh, I'm not. So you go. <laughs> you go first. Uh,
0: go. All right, uh, one and done. I'm gonna go Francesco Molinari. Haven't used him yet. You know, I was really excited last week. I used DJ, and I'm thinking, hey, I gained, I gained a little ground on Pat. And then I remember that you also picked DJ, so I gained yes. no ground. On you Pat. gained zero ground. So I'm, go- I'm going Francesco Molinari.
1: Hmm. I like the,
0: I like the safe Italian. And I, I was looking at it. You know, there's not a lot of tournaments left this year. There's not a lot of tournaments left, and there's still a lot of big names that I haven't used, which is on me. It's on me, but this is why you guys should pay literally zero attention to my one and done picks.
1: Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do because I just feel like this would just spit in your face, and Mm, also, and also, there I've literally had no reason to take them all year, and I don't think I'll take them in the major because I'm not going to save them for a major. So I'm going to go Jordan Spieth. Yes,
0: great, good for you. Guarantee you Francesco finishes higher than Jordan Spieth. Mm. Um, Pat, it is time for one of my favorite segments. I'm looking forward to this. It is the Chunk and Run segment where we talk about one thing that is golf-related and one thing completely not golf-related. This is a good one this week. We've got uh, a listener question for the chunk portion, but but we have a DB special that really only applies to Pat for the run section. So, Pat, I'm going to go first for the chunk segment so that while you're giving your little spiel, I can get prepared to deliver your uh,
1: your rap lyrics that are coming your way. Yeah, I was, I was just looking at my phone because I was like, when are, when? how am yeah, I, got, I going to read these? I I got you, buddy. Don't worry. Uh, we've yeah. had a
0: couple of listeners send this question in for the chunk. Any golf equipment that you've used lately that you like or don't like? Um, or just thoughts on equipment in general? For some of you gearheads out there, you know, there's probably some of you that listen that don't play real golf. We absolutely love to play real golf. It's my favorite thing. It's what I fell in love with a long time ago, um, long before DFS and betting on golf. So uh, we, we are golf fanatics here. And um, in terms of equipment, you know, we, we tend to play a lot of TaylorMade because we get a hookup with TaylorMade right now, which is pretty special. We appreciate that. So I'm kind of a tailor-made guy through the bag, except for my wedges. I have Titleist wedges. I just can't get away from Vokey wedges. I'm an al- I've always been a Vokey wedge kind of guy. I have a PXG putter that was fitted for me, but every other club in the bag is tailor-made. And i, I got to say this, Pat, and you can testify to this. I was fitted for a hybrid a few years ago. And I had the hybrid, but, man, it was the one club in my bag that was e- easily the worst club in my bag. I would chunk it. I would hit it thin. I would slice it. I would hook it. I would hit it perfect. It was totally unpredictable. I hated it. And our good friend Stephen Botic, our boy Baldo, told me one time, "You may need to get off the hybrid." Uh, a lot of guys with higher swing speeds don't tend to hit hybrids very well, which is definitely me. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh, I had decided. to throw in
1: the higher swing speed. Like I decided
0: cares. to. I decided to invest in a driving iron. And Baudo put me on to the tailor-made uh, P770 2-iron um, P7 driving 90. iron. No, I have the 70s. You have the 90s. Uh, or, no, you have the M5. I don't know what you have. I have the 770s. Uh, it's a 2-iron driving iron. But then Baudo gives me this secret. He says, because I'm like, listen, I only needed to go, like, 220, 225. That's all I need. And um, I, he said, He said, get it in a four-iron shaft length. Four-iron shaft length. So that's what I did. I cut it down to a four-iron shaft length, and I hit that thing so freaking good very frequently. I use it multiple times around. I punch out with it because a lot of times off the tee, if I hit my driver, I'm everywhere. So I punch out with it. I hit it off the tee when I don't need to hit driver. I hit it from the fairway good. I love that freaking club. I love that club. Um, It's one of my favorites. Pat. Uh, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you give your thoughts on equipment. Also, people want to know about the My Golf Spy thing. I think we should tell people about My Golf Spy. So while you do that, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna deliver your lyrics to you.
1: I don't I don't even know what you're talking about with My Golf Spy. So okay, you're just you you're a freaking disaster, dude.
0: Okay. Anyway.
1: I mean, what is it? Is people spying on your golf
0: game? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Pat, what email can you... Real quick, what email can you reference quickly? Uh, can you do my your P. Perry
1: thing? P. Perry, D-A-W-G, at Gmail. Don't give your email out to everybody. Good Lord. <laughs> All right, everybody blast Pat with emails for
0: being a dumbass. Oh, uh, great. Why are All you right, needing my email? I'm about to email your rap your
1: rap lyrics. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, why don't you just text it to me? All right, so... For me, my club in the bag that I'm just absolutely loving right now. Now, I don't want this to sound like a tailor-made ad because it's not, but like you said, we do have a decent hookup there, so it's been good. And I've got brand new irons, which I love. But, and and you know, you would think with the driver, I've got the new twist face and all that kind of stuff, whatever, blah, 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 and I do like my driver. But the three-wood tailor-made, it is just, it's so pure. I love it. David can attest. I hit it pretty good a few times uh, mm-hmm. when we played yep. in our memory guest. Um, so my three wood right now is my club in my bag that I'm just absolutely loving. It. It's not really set up all that different. Um, by the way, most of you that are out there may think that I play regular flex uh, shafts because David always talks about how.
0: Um, actually, we did I am. have a listener live on YouTube just now ask if you play with a senior flex. Shout out no. T White.
1: Yeah, don't play with senior flex. I play with a stiff flex, which was I was fitted Overcompensating. to. Overcompensating. No, I was fitted to by some professionals, and so I did. What have it is the, is it's
0: actually a regular flex that he, he he takes a Roman wipe and he he rubs it on the shaft before he before he hits it before he no, takes it out of the bag. Not, not at all. Stiffens it up. A I have enough swing speed. No David free ads saw, though. No free ads. David
1: actually saw me hit uh, a drive in the PG uh, in the PGA. In the uh, uh, member guest that was quite long. Uh, and so he was very impressed, if you all must know. Um, so, yeah, I'd say the three wood right now. You like the- Donald Trump right now.
0: It, I hit it very, very long, and David was very, very impressed. He was yes. extremely impressed. It was the most impressive thing he'd ever seen.
1: I'm so distracted right now looking at these rap lyrics that are just. <laughs> it's, it's like don't first, look at the rap lyrics. Okay, let's skip to the rap lyrics because I don't. First off, to, I don't this to, is so long. Like,
0: <laughs> I took out a lot of parts. Okay. Um. All right, are you ready? Pat is going to read the rap lyrics. Um. Let me hold on. Let me. Let me. I need to pull up a version for myself just so I can so that I can. So that I can read along. Um, all right, so we decided that Pat should read some rap lyrics. We, the song was selected by, there was a lot of good entries, okay, a lot of good entries, but myself and our boy Ben Little, who does the Chalk Bomb, had a good one. And It is, it is a, a, a classic from my boy Master P. I used to love some Master P back in the day. If you're a 90s kid, you, you got it. And this song is called Ooh Wee. Uh, Ooh Wee is a good one. So Pat, uh, why don't you get us started, and I want you to read this whole thing uh, as if you were you were you were rapping it.
1: I have never heard of this song, and <laughs> there's some pretty cool lyrics in here, though, because I, got, I mean, there is even a Dukes of Hazard reference in here. So
0: that yeah, that's a
1: that's a that's a. Good and that's thing just from you. my scanning. I have very good scanning ability. That's kind of how I read things. <laughs> Strokes gain scanning, you're good at that? Alright, so I don't really know, I have zero clue how this song goes. That, so you've this. never heard the song? Never, I don't think. I probably, if you played it, I would have, but it, it doesn't come to mind. So I'm just glad that you said it was ooh wee because I was going to say, oh-wee. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> I'm already in love with this. this I this like the, the way the she first... shake it in the thong, Ooh we. <laughs> the way she make it twerk and grab the wall, Ooh wee Oh baby, you know what you're doing. Ooh wee, no limit. Got the steps bouncing and moving. Ooh wee.
0: Okay, wait a minute. Is that the cadence you think that goes in? Yeah. Okay, all right. Keep going. Now, okay, that's the that's the hook. Now now I need now I need the verse. Now okay. this is you gotta you gotta bring the heat on the verse here. I know a big girl with an
1: iron skirt. Give her a couple dollars, she'll make it work. I mean, holler at me. Whoa dee. <laughs> you know our crew large. My fantasy is to have sex with two broads. Hold oh on, wait, minute. I
0: should have said this. Hold on, hold on. I should have said this before the chunk run. If, if if you have underage people, listening, yeah, I about to say, need to let them go to, right now. Yeah, okay, go ahead. You need to go. Okay. All right, now pick it back All up right. with uh with I mean holla. Pick it right I mean holla
1: now. at me. Who d de- wo d? You know our crew large. <laughs> My fantasies to have sex with sex with two rods on a boat or a plane. Some exotic cars from a Bentley to a Lex girl. Bring the toys on the dance floor. Shorty's starting to take it off. Took her to the VIP. Started breaking me off. Said she knew minute, is I this, was is a... This, is, this, is this a is poetry this, night? Let's pick it up a little said bit. Said she knew I was a baller by my iced out wrist. I told her, wait, it don't stop. Keep drinking the crisps. Yeah. I'm a country boy, just like the Dukes of Hazard. See a fine chick. You know I'm going to grab her. Annie May, girl, where you at? <laughs> this no limit, boy, trying to do that thing. I said, wreck a boat. Don't let it sink. It's time to go to war. I got the tank. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do I'm supposed to read the, 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 the top again, or can I keep going?
0: Let me see if I can uh, get it. Oh, wait, you oh a wait,
1: book. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay. Let me just keep it. I like going. the way she
0: shook it in the thong. Ooh-wee. The way she make it twerk and all. Ooh-wee. Oh, baby, you know what you're doing. Ooh-wee. No limit. Got to step bouncing and moving. Ooh-wee. All right, now you go.
1: So do that again or just start? No, moving? no, no. No, pick it back up from there. Say that then. Okay. <laughs> Wait. I could work, but your body, come on. Back it up. Back it up. You know we be in, Master P. We gonna tank it up. Tank it up. Turn around to the ground, you know how it goes. Catch the flow, tippy-toe, come and wobble some more. Like you know how I do it. Don't act surprised for a fact. Gotcha dancing till you're hurting your thighs. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, now, oh that's tune a ad What you tune it up and wobble it at the full and wobble it. Won't you make it hustle? Oh, baby, don't pull a muscle. Wait Can't a minute, breathe, work? Pat, breathe. Got you working on the wall till you running out of breath. Now's when I breathe, yeah, uh uh-huh. No limit like I told you. So y'all give us respect. Now you could shake it like a dog. Break my effin' balls. Do it how you do it. Let me see you take it off. Mary had a big old butt in them tight ass jeans. It's so and every club. Then Mary was at them thugs. We're sure to go. I mean, she has bow legs with the curves just like a bottle. <laughs> hang on I got a break. All right, let, me, let me close it out here project chick, but pretty just like a model when I'm rolling through the hood she on doves don't mind getting and shaking her thing in the club I mean beat papa. she loved the tote shoppers a real country mama cook grits and eggs and she you won't the on. line <laughs> Oh, wait. Call her head nurse and then I'm, I'ma be the doctor. A real country mama cook grits and eggs and she won't leave the farm except to get paid. Candy's on lock cause she loves to ball. Find her at the mizzle on the dresser on the mall. Buying high heels on some leather boots or looking for them balls with the crazy loot. Little- what? <laughs> That
0: Uh, is the the best. All right. I'm just going to let you know this is not the last time that you're going to do this. (laughs) What was was your favorite line? What was your favorite line? Uh, My
1: favorite line Uh,
0: back here. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So creative. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We're going to lose this.
1: I would probably say I was probably say on the dance floor, shawty starting to take it off, took her to the VIP, starting breaking me off. Said she knew I was a baller by my iced out wrist. I don't know what that means. I told her wait, it don't stop. Keep drinking the crisp. I love that. And then it follows up with, "I'm a country boy, just like the Dukes of Hazard." See a fine chick, you know I'm gonna grab her. <laughs> Gosh. It's aggressive, right there. Yeah, um,
0: I like uh, I like your. I like you remember past Master P was all about saying Wody, woody, Ye- woody. You said you yes. said who 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 <laughs> <Whatever> he <said. laughs> He'd say woe-day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's the Tour Junkies podcast for this week. Thank you guys for watching. Oh man, may your screens be green. Z-
1: see ya. Out.